0: When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. And the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl Forty Six. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Boy, boy, 314. McMonagle here with you, 877-337-6666. Yeah, but well, you know, me and Mark, every once in a while, we have to get into that Cashman debate. <laughs> I just don't understand people's, you know, you guys are nuts. It's been a tremendous run, That and that's what I said the entire time. That was my argument. It's been a tremendous run. Not that he's been great every step of the way. And not that necessarily last year is anything to brag about, other than that's it's, it's a it's a really good floor. I mean, you know, it's a really good floor. To have as long a career as Brian Cashman has, and said the worst I ever did was eighty-two and eighty. An that's just that's impressive to me. You don't have to like it. I don't like it. It was miserable, and I want a better season. Uh, I wanted a better offseason because of it. I'm still disappointed in the lack of pitching they got in this offseason. And if this season turns into that season, I don't know how I don't know how he keeps his job. I'm not no one's saying it's a job for life. He's got to do better this year. The Yankees have to do better this year. Otherwise, he should be on his way. But let's not, you know, take away from what this is. A really good thirty year run. Those are the debates as baseball now reemerges from its darkness. Like Aaron Rodgers walking out of the darkness retreat, the Major League Baseball season is upon us. The Yankees and Mets are at spring, uh, spring training, pitchers and catchers. Edwin Diaz for the Mets, good to see him. Carlos Rodon for the Yankees, Marcus Stroman for the Yankees. Rodon's hitting 97 on the gun was hitting around 90 to 92 at this point last year. So it seems like he's been working hard. Hopefully that back is fine, hopefully his elbow, his forearm is fine. He's lost a little bit of weight. They need him desperately. He is a huge cog in this wheel of what could the season what the season could be. As goes Carlos Rodon, as go the Yankees. Stuart in Brooklyn, what's up Stu Pot?
1: good morning first of all it's not 30 years it's 25 plus years we right. came aboard in 1998 correct number one so it's, yeah. number two mm-hmm. the last couple of years uh you, what would you call that I've called that very unacceptable excuse me it was very unacceptable last year last year
0: last year was unacceptable yeah and uh, I don't see now this where we did you said the last two years I don't think being one of the final four teams in the ALCS, even if it is with a sweep, I don't. It's not good enough. I don't no. know if I would classify that as unacceptable. Right. I think there would be so a very. I'll, I'll, find I'll, me a franchise that would be playing in the. Find me a football team playing in the in the championship game and call that season unacceptable.
1: Well, I'll retract my statement. Okay,
0: it was uh, not, it wasn't good enough. It okay. Wasn't good enough. Right, but the thing is, he's done a
1: good job, very good job, except when it comes to pitching the pitching he hasn't gotten many pitching prospects or no pitch,
0: he uh, hasn't developed uh, uh, they've, they've actually uh, we'll see what they are they've they've developed enough pitching to get Juan Soto over Dugo and still feel like you have a deep decent amount of depth well uh, but, but, but that's recent that's recent well, that, yeah, that's still well, i'm saying the, we got to see what term happens of
1: the, uh, over the time that he's been here no he has not develop much a lot of pitching
0: 100 100%, 100%, 100% accurate
1: and the thing is, this this year, they have to be, they have to get, they have to get there. They have to get to the playoffs and oh. make it be playoff run. you agree?
0: Yeah, of course.
1: I mean, I'm not, we have to start seeing seasons where it comes up short. It's been too many years where it was short. I mean, when in 14, 13, 14, 15, I mean, they, they didn't get there. I mean, uh, it's just like been very too, it's been very long. And, and Alex Rodriguez, when is Alex Rodriguez day?
0: Today. Welcome to Alex Rodriguez day. Oh. You think they should retire his number? Uh, absolutely, I do, yes. Well, not, I not us. You know, I don't care about the no. fan necessarily. No, but see, ref- they should retire
1: his number, yeah. yeah. And he should be in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. I don't care what anybody says. Once they put Bud Selig in the Hall of Fame, they have to put the guys in because he oversaw that
0: period. Alex Rodriguez is one of the handful of the greatest baseball players who ever lived. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. It's silly that he's not. He does. Uh, and sure. his and his number with the Yankees should absolutely be retired. I understand why it's not, and I'm not going to get on the Yankees. He sued them. There was a lot of different stuff going on. But considering who they have, the numbers they have retired already, the guy won two MVPs. He won a World Series championship. He was here for over 10 years. I mean, I don't know what else you'd have to do. I mean, he was a driving force behind that championship, uh, you know, I, he's he deserves. Uh, he, he
1: was. He's a Hall of
0: Fame could. player. I know he won't get into the Hall of Fame, but he's a Hall of Fame caliber player. Mm. Like I don't know what else you have to do to get in.
1: Thiemac, one more thing. Mm. He moved to third base.
0: Correct. I think. And he, gets... he was
1: a better shortstop than Derek Jeter. No doubt. Not even a, It's not even close. He moved to third, and he becomes a uh, uh, what do you call that? A uh, Gold Glove third baseman. Yeah. And the what, what other players can say that? That they move from one position to another, uh, and they keep the high standards of that position.
0: Robin Yount, yeah. How uh, many others? I don't know. Probably not many. Um, not many. I mean, they have been utility guys, but not not nearly at the like. Robin Yount's a, a great player, Hall of Fame player who played two different positions. Um, I'm trying to think. Joe Mauer just uh, got into the okay, Hall of Fame, playing in, two different and positions. He was the
1: first- as catch, well as catch, all of MVP yeah. caliber catcher, yeah. And what about Molotov? Did he play two positions? Mm-hmm. Paul I Molotov?
0: I don't know if he did. He, end, end, he ended the up another
1: one I could think of.
0: He ended up uh, like DHing towards the tail end of his career. No, but I,
1: he did play two positions. I believe. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, not, know, not I, too many think, players could say. And Pete what Rose. Alex I
0: think did. Pete Rose probably played multiple positions,
1: right? Yeah, Pete Rose played third and second. Yeah, and first. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh huh, and he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, how can how can baseball justify not having your all time hit leader not in their Hall of Fame?
0: Because he wanted it that way at first. I mean, he he, he made the deal. I mean, he made oh yeah,
1: he made the deal with Bob G. He
0: he made the deal, and then he went out and told everybody he didn't bet on baseball. So I mean, it's his own fault. But well, at the same time, I mean, he made the deal with with uh, the commissioner that they would. Uh, just, you know, kind of ignore it as long as he didn't go out there and proclaim innocence, and that's exactly what he did, and he got banned from the Hall of Fame. Um, so it's, it is, it is you know, unique, obviously, and it is different, but yes, I think it is time to let that be forgotten, especially in today's day and age. I know it has nothing to do with, again, he didn't necessarily get banned for betting on baseball. I mean, technically he did, but he got he got banned from the Hall of Fame because they had him dead to rights, and they weren't going to release it, and all he had to do was not go out everywhere and tell everybody he's innocent, and that's what he did. So it was he was banned for lying and you know breaking in an agreement, and but yes, for betting on baseball, and so now they are in bed with these sports books, and it's just it's tough for them to have the same view of sports betting as they did back then. Despite again how he was and what exactly happened and what led to his suspension but I do think it's time to move on I think everyone agrees I think everyone agrees Pete Rose belongs in the Hall of Fame I know there are many people who don't agree with me that Barry Bonds belongs in the Hall of Fame Roger Clemens belongs in the Hall of Fame Mark McGuire belongs in the Hall of Fame I guess Sam you know I I guess I'm weird because I am I am a little bit you know. I feel like Mark McGuire and specifically Sammy Sosa are so products of what they did. And, you know, Barry Bonds was an incredible player before he took started taking steroids. I mean, they, or excuse me, before he allegedly started taking steroids. Um, before the difference in his body formation. He was still an MVP and a great player before, without question, before he did anything he's accused of doing. Um. And I feel like Sammy Sosa, before he did what he's accused of doing or thought of to do, uh, was really just, you know, an average player. And then he became just an absolute monster. And and Maguire had his moments, for, you know, most rookie home runs and all that, but And again, we don't know when they're started, to be fair, but I view them differently because all they did was hit home runs. It's the home runs that got them in the Hall of Fame. Where Barry Bonds was overall just a tremendous player and Quite honestly, this is the toughest argument for me. If you're really going to get into Barry Bonds and, and, and steroid guys in the Hall of Fame, the best player who ever lived, or the best hitter, should I say, because Otani's the best player to ever live. Everyone knows that. The best hitter to ever play the game, the best player to ever pick up a bat is the early 2000s Barry Bonds. There's no question about it. He was incredible. He would walk. They intentionally walked him almost two hundred times. He would get one. He would get one strike a game and hit it for a home run. He was the craziest baseball player we've. He's the the craziest hitter we've ever seen. How do you not have that guy in the Hall of Fame? And if you're telling me, well, it's because he became that because of this or that or the other. It wasn't necessarily against the rules yet. <laughs> it was. Everyone looked the other way. It was benefiting everyone. I it just, for me, you put them in, you put them all in, and from Derek Jeter and Ken Griffey Jr. to Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, everyone who gets in has on their plaque played underneath the suspicion of steroids. That's it. That's what I would do. Played underneath the suspicion of steroids in the steroid era, or whatever. played during the steroid era, even if that's it. Because you can't. Roger Clemens has seven Cy Youngs. I mean, how do you not have someone who was the best pitcher in baseball seven, seven years out of his career, not in the Hall of Fame? Barry Bonds has what? Seven MVPs, too, right? It's the same number, I think. Like, you can't, can't have. And Alex Rodriguez was the best player of his generation. You're not going to have him in the Hall of Fame? So stupid. It's just so stupid. But yeah, and and with the Yankees too, Alex Rodriguez absolutely deserves to have his number retired. Absolutely. I don't care what anybody says. Alex Rodriguez won multiple MVPs for the Yankees. Alex Rodriguez was the driving force behind the championship. Their last one. Their most recent one. And if it wasn't for that one, we're going back to the year 2000. We're talking about 24 years without that 9 championship. And as much as I might love Brian Cashman, he ain't here. They don't win that championship. And Alex Rodriguez was absolutely the driving force. He played over 10 years here. He won two MVPs and a World Series title. Uh, name another player that wouldn't have his number retired. I don't care. He sued the team. Get over it. I really don't care. Nor should the Yankees get over it you hired him as a you hired him as like in some capacity after his playing career was was done for a while like you employed him but you can't you're willing to write him a check to to be a consultant but you can't put his whole number in the hall of fame because he sued you I'm sorry I don't care about the steroids I don't care about any of it I don't who knows who knows Who knows who was doing what and where? We don't know. You positive? You 100% positive? You bet your life? There's not a number in there that was something, whether it was steroids or greenies or whatever. You positive? Nobody on that list? Nobody on that wall? You want me on that wall? You need me on that wall? You you want me on that wall because deep down in places, you don't talk about it, parties. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Play fake, Jones rolls left, throws left, wide open for the touchdown is Bellinger. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. 3.33. Wait, hold on. Wait for it. I know it's gonna be a little ahead of you, but three thirty-three thirty-three. That's all threes on the clock. I've never noticed I guess that's possible every hour. Right?
2: <laughs> well, not every hour, but one, uh, two, one two, three, three and four. And one, you're always two, on the air, two, three. three, and four.
0: And five. I'm always on the I'm always on the uh, two, three, and four. I see it every day, but never. Well, I didn't include five because you're not I'm you're not here. Almost yeah, no, home I'm at five. 55. Not um, not, not almost enough. It should be almost home, a lot more. All eight seven seven 877-337-6666. All right, look at that. A-Rod and steroids. Brings you guys out in bunches. Let's go, eight seven seven three three seven sixty-six sixty-six. Mike and New Rochelle, what's up, Mike?
2: Good morning, good morning, Oh, we,
0: we are 26 minutes away from that, buddy. Cannot wait. Uh, i getting,
2: getting a head start, man. How are yeah. you doing, brother?
0: I'm doing great, man. How are you?
2: All right. right. Well, like I uh, I was listening to you. I just punched out. But um, if, you know, two points I wanted to bring up. Uh, point one, like you were talking about, you know, with these players, you know, we're involved with. Them. Just open it up. You know, yeah, uh, back then, the biggest sport, you know, it was it was Jordan. And, and everything was after that you know and baseball did everything to get the popularity back and and that's what they did you know now they wanted to punish these players for doing what they did you know but yeah you know if they open up the floodgates first person on the podium should be Pete Rose you know and
0: you know but um yeah, point well,
2: number 2 yeah go
0: ahead i'll answer that next Good. good
2: about A-Rod uh with the number being retired um they should have uh, Retired thirteen a long time ago for a famous Yankee that I found out today that you didn't know anything about.
0: Yeah, I did. You who?
2: Is it true? I don't know if 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 uh, BT called you today, but he said he was going to call you on air. But I don't know if he, he said he was like I'm going to wake him up. But he said back in the day, um, you had no idea who Mike Pags was, Pagsiulo.
0: Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, that is correct. And they went on like a three minute <laughs>
2: thing. today. they were like, "Yeah, my God, like, oh, you know what? I should call him up right now."
0: I'm still
2: disappointed at him. I'm still disappointed. I was like, I, you know, "I thought it'd make you laugh." Yeah, you know, but, no, uh,
0: I mean, I but that's a Bob Usler thing. I got it. Yeah, I think uh, I feel like I'm okay So I'm going to be. Uh, I think it's okay to say this. I, there's a chance I'm filling in for Sal with BT uh, a day next week, so I'm sure BT's going to have an opportunity to get all over me. Oh please, um, yeah, or, or yeah. you bring
2: it up or something, you know. But Patty Rulo was like, like back then. That's when I was, like, a Yankee fan. You know, I was a right. Yankee fan before I was a Mets fan, you know, and it was all about, like, all these girls went to school with these pins, and they used to have these pins with pictures on them. It was always Bucky Dent, right. Rick Cerrone, and Mike Pagliarulo. You know, it was, like, three guys that it looked like they could play baseball, go home, change and and make you a large pie to go. Right. You know, it was, like, yeah. down at the earth, guys. you know,
1: that's what the yeah, Yankees were. Yeah, no,
0: for, for, for whatever reason, um... The couple of years before I started to get into baseball are the years I probably know the least about the Yankees. Those late eighties, early nineties teams are probably my weakest time frame. Like I just, oh, didn't I, I, I just, I, I, started, <laughs> I started, I started, I started watching in, um, in uh, 1992, 93 It was yeah, like the but... beginning of when I started watching. For me, the first, the third, first third baseman I watched for the New York Yankees was Wade Boggs. And wow. like I just I didn't, and I remember Bob said something to me. I knew like you know I know I know Dave Winfield I know Don Mattingly I know oh, Ricky, I mean. know Ricky Henderson like, but I honestly I didn't I've I was Bob Usler and I'll never forget it. Thank you for the call, Mike. Bob Usler referenced Pags to me, and I said who? And I remember his face was like he was like what? And I'm like yeah I don't know who you're talking about. So I guess, I don't know if Sal remembered that. Is, that. is that how it came up? I don't know. I got to ask. Because I haven't talked about that on air. And yeah, I'll be open about it, yes. I was on a... It was, or this is going back to 2007. I mean, my earliest days at the fan dealing with Bob Usler, who would, you know... If you don't remember, Mr. Met. I interned on Saturdays. Interned on Saturday nights when I first started with Bob. And... You know, once I told him I was a Yankee fan, that was it. Me and Bob were adversaries. I mean, you know, good-hearted friends, you know, but he'd break my shoes a lot about being a Yankee fan, and he referenced Pags. That's what he said. He said Pags. And I said, who? Didn't know. Totally, totally accurate. And looking at him, I mean, you know, he's a good, he's a decent ball player, I guess. You know, he hit, uh, let's see, Pags. Pags, Pags. Pags had a 784 OPS in 1987. That's the best of his career. Oh, actually, that's not true. Not best of his career. In 1993, playing for the Minnesota and Baltimore combined, uh, that year he played 116 games, had an 822 OPS. Then he only played another year. uh, Obviously, 94 was a strike. I'm like, he's got no 94 stats. But still, he didn't play 94 at all. That season was cut off later in the year. He didn't play in 94, and then he played in 95, and that was it for Texas. Um, But, yeah, I was unaware of Pags, who hit for the Yankees 239, 19 home runs, 62 RBIs, 28 home runs, 71 RBIs. All right, 87, 32 home runs, 87 RBIs. That's a good year. 234 on base percentage of 305, but 32-87. You do that in the bigs, you're... But yeah, no, I did not know who Pags was. I've subsequently learned and knew know he is now. But yes, when I first was when I first came to the fan in 2007 as a 23 year old kid, uh, before I really you know started to learn their history more because I was going to have to talk about them and whatever. But yes, when I first got here, Bob Eusler once mentioned the names Pags to me, and my response was, "Who? Robert in Manhattan? What's up, Robert?"
3: Good morning, C-Mac.
0: Good morning, well, sir. How are you?
3: How are you? You know, someday, someday when there's nothing going on, we should discuss things like the Holy Grail, and dynasties, and mm-hmm. uh, good movies, and other things.
0: And I feel like good, we do a decent amount of that sometimes. And, and even good cartoons. Anyway. If you're a cartoon guy. I sure. wasn't
3: going to call about A-Rod, but let me tell you something. I w- maybe, I w- maybe I'm in the wrong universe, or in the wrong space time continuum. Mm-hmm. I taught high school and college for forty years, and I think I tried to instill into my students a sense of what's right and what's wrong. Okay. And occasionally, I used to put on the board little little epithets like "winners never cheat" and "cheaters never win." Right. Well, uh, I don't want to misunderstand what you what whiz by my ear. You said you don't care about the steroids. I do, because I had to go into those. I had to go into those classes, and kids would ask me, "Should we?" Have, should we have sports people as models for behavior? I said I honestly don't know, because the guy cheated. I'm sorry, he cheated. And I, I, you know, you, okay, you want to, yeah, you want to give a guy a day. Well,
0: no, More I mean tired. the guy. Yeah, I mean every. But my point is, is everyone was cheating. We don't know who was cheating. Cheating was rampant uh, inside the sport. He was the best of the best of that generation. Put it in the Hall of Fame and say he played under the suspicion of the steroid era.
3: And you don't want to put, so you don't even How want do you, to put. You in. know,
0: you know, Derek Jeter didn't cheat. I don't know he did or I know I, he didn't. Exactly. Know. You know, do you know Ken Griffey Jr. didn't cheat? Uh-oh. So now, now we're we're nitpicking on guys who either you know looked a certain way or were you know tested positive on a on a on a on a, on a thing that wasn't supposed to come out or just like guy like there's been like. Mike Piazza didn't get in the Hall of Fame for years because he had back acne and 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 stories of possibly being on steroids. Like, I I don't I don't know who did it. I don't know who didn't. Andy Andy uh, Pettit wouldn't strike me as someone who would take uh, illegal drugs or was doing oh. something, and then it found out he was taking HGH. Well, so, it was
3: just you know you know C Mac. It was just, you know listen. I love sports as much as anybody, um, and you know I I root for teams. I hate other teams. Yeah. It just bothered me that, you know, I had to go into classes and pretend sometimes. Well, I, you know, to... I,
0: I, have an, I have an easy answer for you. The answer is Tell no. Me. The answer is no. Should you Should you look up to sports figures and their behavior as anything other than someone who's terrific at, at a, uh, as a sport? Or, like, I don't think athletes should be role models on any way. Now, look, if it naturally happens, do I think that the athletes, now here's what I would say. For a parent or a teacher who is asked should I look up to this person as a role model, my answer would be no. But does that mean that I don't think the professional athlete has some responsibility knowing that's going to happen anyway? Uh, Yeah, I think there is some responsibility on the athlete to at least, and thank you for the call, at least conduct himself in some sort of uh, manner where he can be looked up to by kids. But uh, on some level, I can't hold them to that. And I certainly, considering all the different aspects of different people, I mean, we don't have to get into the same tired old Ty Cobb ar- uh, you know, argument about what kind of person Ty Cobb was. And, you know, he went into the f- stands fighting people and sharpened his spikes so he could cut people up and and hurt people and take them out of the game, you know. But, I mean, is that cheating? Is sharpening your spikes cheating? Is Are spitballers cheating? Do we care that Gaylord Perry is in the Hall of Fame when he was taking you know all kinds of sandpaper to baseballs and stuff do we is that cheating or do we we excuse that cheating cuz that's gamesmanship cheating like you know what i'm saying like it's a fine line it's a fine line it wasn't you know at the time it wasn't you know enforced uh uh it wasn't an enforced rule breaking thing to take some steroids i mean hell right i mean mark McGuire got found with it in his locker i know it was andro and stuff but it led to the i mean like they just it was it's not something that was viewed as cheating at the time by a lot of people right the donald fear the head of the baseball union came out and said it's no different than smoking cigarettes That was the opinion from inside the baseball union, and that's why I have zero sympathy for any of the other athletes who didn't take it, who now have to have, or at least in my opinion should have, played underneath the suspicion of the steroid era on their plaque. That's how you handle it. Their union head said, hey, it's the same thing as smoking cigarettes. Okay. That's how you guys chose to handle it. You, you let it go because those guys were making more money, which was making more money from everybody, and so you just look past it. Everybody wanted to look past it. Major League Baseball, the Players, the players Association, everybody wanted to look past it. So now we're going to penalize these guys? No, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's right. Because Barry Bonds happens to be the best of the best of the guys. Look at all the different guys who may have been in steroids. Just because he became the greatest baseball player ever on them, he should be penalized. Like, just put him in there. You can't tell the story of baseball without him. He's one of the great players of his generation, and that generation included the steroid era. Plain and simple. Hall of Famer played under the suspicion of the steroid era. Played in an era where steroids were rampant and untested. You don't have to say was a steroid user, found guilty of being a steroid user. Played under the suspicion of the steroid era where the drugs were rampant, and testing was non existent. That's it. Something along those lines. And that goes for Derek Jeter and Ken Griffey Jr., who everybody assumes is cl- clean, including me. I assume that, but I don't know. You bet your life on it. I assume they're clean. I have no reason to think they're not, but I don't know. I would have, if, if Andy Pettit was never bagged for anything, would I, I would have assumed Andy Pettit was clean. Jason Grimsley was at the heart of uh, one of the, the things where he was he was mailing drugs to like people and taking drugs. Jason Grimsley. Do you remember the relief pitcher Jason Grimsley? Would he jump out at you as someone who was on steroids? Like It's just we don't know. You don't know. And it's, it's impossible to tell the game of baseball without some of these guys who belong in the Hall of Fame. Manny Ramirez is one of the great right-handed hitters to ever live. He's Manny being Manny. He was a terrible outfielder. He, I don't know if he's—he's you know, he's not one of the greatest baseball players ever, but he is straight up one of the great right-handed hitters of all time. I—I I honestly don't care that he took steroids. Put him in there as—and if you want to bang the people who tested positive after after testing came in and put them down as steroid cheats, was suspend on his plaque was suspended for taking steroids, then that's fine too. And I guess Maynard Ramirez, I get a little bit because he did get tested after. You know, they put it once they r- put rules in force, and if you're going to blatantly disregard the rules once they put it in there, you have a better case. But I just think the best players of their generation belong in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Kenny in Manhattan, what's up, Kenny?
1: Hey, Chris, how are you, my friend?
0: Good. How are you, buddy?
1: Good. You know, I, I gotta say, I've never agreed with you more. <laughs> Um, I'm a bit older than you. I'm going to be 68 next, next month. Mm-hmm. And I, I I actually think baseball players have been cheating forever. To the point, and people think I'm a little crazy with this, mm. but I think Babe Ruth cheated. How does someone have had more home runs in entire leagues <laughs> And not be doing something. Well, what do you think he, he was doing? I don't doing? know if it was a drug, but he was doing something that gave him an edge over everyone else in the entire sport. You know, <laughs> the, 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 the people have been people have been cheating forever. When they get a chance, they cheat. That's as soon course. as there is, there is
0: no question in my mind. As soon as, as soon as they came up with the idea, winners. Someone, someone came up with the how to cheat. Uh, you're 100% correct. Once, the, once, you there was a, once there was an emphasis on winning and there was a prize to be had and won and there was winning, then there were cheaters. There's no doubt about it. But that doesn't mean that I think – I mean, I don't know what cheating he could have done. Like, I, I just don't know. I don't think he cheated. I think he happened to just be better than everybody and changed the game and tried to do things other people didn't try to do. Because like once Lou Gehrig came and other power hitters came and Jimmy Fox came, they he stopped leading the he stopped leading the word world in home runs. When he first came up and was hitting more home runs than teams, I don't think people valued the home run as much. That's not how the game was played. But then once home run hitters came, you know Lou Gehrig, Jimmy Fox, some of the different guys, then all of a sudden they were hitting just as many home runs. Maybe not, you know, they weren't quite as good. They didn't hit sixty, obviously, but you know they hit a ton of home runs. I don't think Babe Ruth was cheating. I'm not sure how he could have been. What, with a bat or something? I don't know. Paying pitchers to throw it down the middle? I mean, it, to be totally honest with you, yeah, you look at some of it. I've, I've said this forever. I remember when a couple years ago when uh, Adovino came to the Yankees. And he's a Yankee fan growing up, I guess. And he, he casually just joked he would have struck out Babe Ruth 99 out of 100 times, whatever he said, and people went all nuts. We watched those Babe Ruth highlights, and I, w- I don't agree with the last caller that Babe Ruth cheated. I happen to think he was just one of the more amazingly talented people who ever lived and, was, and is arguably the greatest baseball player of all time. If you ever look at his swing, I, I say this, and I, I say this without any hesitation in my mind. If you were to take Bill and Ted and put them in the phone booth and you bring them back to 19, pick whatever, 1927, the year he hit 60, early in his career, whenever, 1922, 1923, first year with the Yankees, whatever. If you want to go back and take Babe Ruth and just pluck him right off the field, put him in the time booth, put him in the phone booth, time machine, bring him back here and put him on a mound against Garrett Cole, he wouldn't know what to do. He wouldn't know what to do. And if you ever see his swing, there is so much movement in his swing and his feet are so all over the place, and he is so front loaded and and leaning forward with his swing. Babe Ruth's swing would not cut like if if a professional athlete or someone who was trying out for a professional team or whatever showed up at camp with his swing, they'd be like, what oh, "The hell are we gonna do with this?" It's like a Happy Gilmore golf swing, but he just happened to have that crazy neck. Val in the Bronx, what's up, Val? Thanks, brother Mac. What's brother up, Val? Mac, tonight, you I am so
4: impressed with you tonight, my man. Yeah, why is that? Elaborate. I guess your pers- your guess your perspective, the poignancy with the way that I mean, from the, the the whole riff that you did just now on the steroids, and you just kinda put that whole era into a bubble. I'm I sincerely Well, thank you. Power to you, my brother. Polities.
0: Thank you, um, what do you got?
4: I, I wanted to, to to ask you a Yankee question and I have a Nick's point. Sure. But I was listening I, I was listening earlier and you said something about Chris Farley. Yes. And um just just for you I don't know if you know, um I always mention that Vice channel, Vice Lion. Um they have a series that they do called Dark Side of Comedy. Uh-huh. And it's like they do these hour long docues on, you know, like a specific comedic uh personality. They did one on Chris Farley, and if you ever get a chance to see that, you should check it out. I mean, they talk about, you know, they go all the way back from, you know, his relationship with his father. Um, There are a lot of comments from his brother and other people who actually came up with him, Mm -hmm. and even folks who were on uh, SNL with him. Um, So if you ever get a chance, um, it's a beautiful thing. Is is
0: Viceland, is it an HBO connected thing? I'm not sure. Do they do stuff for HBO? Like, where, where where would I get Viceland stuff? They're a separate channel they like an
4: alternate uh alternative channel, so okay. they run like a lot of alternative programming and stuff like that they do a lot of it's a weird gambit of But i'm saying kind it, of can, I, can
0: I stream it or is it on like cable box
4: I get that on regular cable on on my cable vision it's uh i think channel one sixty one or something like okay. that okay
0: all right I'll look for it. So.
4: Um, but um, the silver lining about that, though, with people like Farley, if I if I could just mention that real quick, yeah, what I like to take uh, as a silver lining, um, as iconic as they were, you know, because of the contributions that uh, people like him made to the the the, the individual dr- uh, genres, it was also um, they were iconic because they they flamed out so quickly. But the silver lining that I take from people like him, you know, like you mentioned, Biggie, Tupac,
0: yeah,
4: um, you know, Kurt Cobain, all those kind sure. of people, is that the, the the silver lining I take is that you always remember them. What I like to consider at their peak, right? Like you, you know, you mentioned like Farley would have been sixty now. Yeah, we don't even have that image of 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 him no. in our minds of him like you know aged or anything like that. We just no. remember him at his peak as a young guy when he had the world at his hands, you know what I mean? And so maybe that's the silver lining, you know, for people like Biggie, Tupac, all of them, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I can um,
0: understand that, and thank you, Val. Um, I'm up against the break. I'm sorry if I cut you short there. I apologize, but I got a break. I'll talk to you. I'm on every day, Val. Um, yeah, uh, I could see that. I think there is something to that. Um, the musicians who who all passed away young, right? There's like that sh- musicians who all died, died at 27, Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix, Mama Cass. Uh, Janis Joplin, or I think they all passed away at the same age of 27. I mean, yeah, I mean, you've it, it does enshrine them in that age. It does uh, leave them there, and that's how they're remembered. And they'll never be, you know, they'll never, you know, Biggie will never make that bad album that it, the critics pan, and, you know, same thing with, like, uh, you know, I always relate stuff back to the Beatles. Like, now... I think a lot of people look back and and John gets the benefit of the doubt in so many different discussions because he got because he he died, he got killed. So he's you know, it's you almost get immortalized more and but it still sucks because I would have liked to have seen more Chris Farley movies. Plain and simple.